Pika in the Jabba's Palace. I bet a P.T. Barnum and Bailey set. Oh, who wouldn't want that? You could have, uh, you can spin a little, like, the gear, the Lego gear, <laughs> and you'll whip the lion and whip the <laughs> shit out of him. Build the bearded lady's hut or cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can pull a lever and the geek will fall into the chicken cage. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. so fucking funny about that movie. It's like... <laughs> Is a, the, one of the most handsome men in Hollywood mm-hmm. playing the most generous reading of, of that that horrific monster yeah. that you can do. It's like, it's like, no, no, he was an entertainer. Yeah. He traveled the masses. Yeah. yeah, it's like Nero played by George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. How about Jack Lemon? Like, let me tell you, let me tell you something. I've got, I've got something beautiful for you. I can't really do a Jack Lemon. I'm just, I've been trying to get it down. You just kind of got to do like a gill from Simpsons. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, so let me tell you. I got it. I had him. I had him right there. I said, sign it on the line. I had a bearded lady ready to go. Let me tell you something. Wait, wait. Just wait, 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 wait. Uh, I'll, I'll let you fuck him in the ass. Oh, uh, nuts. I just had that sale. I got Drew. I got Drew. He's out in the car right now. He's ready to go. He's in the back seat. Up. He's all oiled up. I got him on poppers out there. Okay. Now, listen, 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 listen to me. Just sign there on the dotted line and I'll throw him in. I'll Only throw him right in there. people are going to know about it. Got, no, don't need to ask. Don't wait for your wife. Don't wait for her. Look, are you going to want her to know you're fucking him in the ass? I mean, I can see you're rock hard right now. You're going you're gonna to be fucking him in the ass. Your wife's not going to know a thing. I know you want it. You want it because you want his little ass. It's wet. It's wet. It's ready to go. Nice and pink like a little that balloon. filthy night. little slut. It's ready for He's you. He's ready to go. Oh, I tell you. I tell you, I had him. I was. He was right there. He was back at the office. He's like, he was right there. He was ready to go. And now nobody's going to fuck him. Nobody's going to fuck him. I'm no, going to have to take him no home and fuck him. going to fuck old Drew. No, he's, he's passed out in the back seat. I told him I'm done, but I put his little pussy on the stroll. <laughs> We're talking a return on it, but listen, listen, listen. Oh, boy. Drew should be flattered right now. <sighs> Drew, I hope your hole's doing okay. That <laughs> yeah. started as trying to do PT Barnum. <laughs> That's the Jack of the into a rape fantasy. Fucking, fucking Drew in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I got, I got a lion, a tiger, and a giraffe, and I'm going to put them all in a cage together, and you're going to see what happens. Put you in something scantily clad. You're going to geek for me, Drew. You're going to be a star. You're going to make millions. Drew, you're going to geek. I'm going to give you a little bottle of alcohol. Just a little bit. Slip a little morphine in there with it. But you're not going to know the difference. You're just going to think it's delicious. The first night I'm going to give you a steak after that, it's nothing but scraps. (laughs) After about a week and a half, just a promise. It's the smell. The smell of it in the air. I'll tell you, it's going to have you ripping into a chicken's throat with your bare teeth. You can do it, Drew. You can do it. You have to have seen. I know you can do it. You can geek for me. I know you can do it. <laughs> I miss Drew. Yeah. R.I.P. Shouts out, Drew. <laughs> have you seen any other movies lately? <laughs> oh, I tell you, I walked out of a movie. What movie you walk out of? Smile. I Really? I thought that was a good movie. That, that's well, what I heard. It, it was a cross between, I would have tolerated it and sat through the whole thing. It wouldn't have been a walkout if it hadn't been for the crowd. The crowd? It was a bunch of like teenagers making dumb jokes. Uh, like like sub family guy level them. jokes. Yeah. Literally at one point in the movie, one kid said, Oh, he's right behind you. And another kid said, Just like my uncle is. Oh my god. And then like they all laughed really loud at that. Those fucking morons. But other than <sighs> the dickheads, like you like the movie? No, not at all. Oh, I think no. it was no, it was atrocious. Like Oh, I heard nothing but good thing. No. I mean that's upsetting because it was like 
don't know, man. There's no craft to it. From the trailers, it looked like it had like an It Follows vibe. If It Follows was made by uh, somebody who went into a coma in 2004 <laughs> and 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 also just saw like The Ring, the American version. Shit. And the American version of Pulse. <laughs> like they're like, oh, let's make a Japanese movie, but it, it'll suck. You know? <laughs> It had a good trailer. That like lady's head rotating yeah. out. Everything, yeah. It was just all the trailer. Because I love that one where she just like screams like in the one woman's ear. Yeah, I just it it had a lot of redundant scenes. I'm not really a snob for like oh this camera work isn't good, but it was distractingly bad. There was a Dutch angle of just like her picking up her phone in her office, just like a needless yeah. Dutch angle. I don't like fridge shots either. Where people are like going through fridges and you know, they open the like fridge and the cameras inside the fridge. Yeah, the cameras in the fridge looking out at them. Yeah, I, I, that's a surefire sign that it's that the guy or, or gal making it was on fucking autopilot directing <laughs> it because it's like, ah, oh, where do we put that on fucking the fridge? You know, and it's weird because they have to make like a whole rig for that usually. And I was gonna say, won't they have to just cut a whole back of the fridge out? To they have like to make a fake fridge and yeah. then put the thing in it. Yeah. I think Hitchcock said it about because there were always fireplace shots in movies. And he's like, whose point of view is this similar to the Coppola thing? <laughs> whose point of view is this? Who's, whose point of view are you when you're in the fireplace? And if it's, if it's for an effect or if it's to, to convey something in the story. Last night in the episode of The Cabinet of Curiosities with uh, Kate Micucci, the one of the first shots is her microwaving a very sad microwave leftover meal. <laughs> and there was a microwave shot similar to a fridge shot, but it worked because it was really showing the just how sad the, the meal sad was. Sad meal, the dingy drab yellow light in the microwave. <laughs> it was kind of a dirty microwave. And she's just staring at it, waiting for it to be done. This is the highlight of her day. Yes. And, and that so it, it it served a purpose. Yeah. Just arbitrarily throwing a camera in a fridge just to have a shot of it. Oh, it opens and it closes and she got the thing. She's just getting wine. And it's like at three points in the movie, she just keeps hearing noises and dropping a glass of like Riesling. Yeah. It sucked, dude. I did watch like, I think that's as far as I got into it. And when I went to the guy, I was like, hey, I don't want to be a dick about this. I was mm-hmm. like, truly, I was like, you guys, theater's great. I love coming here. He, they, they kept apologizing. I was like, it's not your guys' fault. I was like, you guys are great. It's the fucking- Preteen sneaking yeah, in. Yeah. It's the kids in the fucking theater. I was like, I don't want to rat or anything, but it's like, that's, you want to know why I'm leaving. That's why I'm leaving. What if he, what if he said like they were going to expel them from the theater? Would you have gone back? Or no. At, at that, that point, point, the movie was, was just the movie so sucked so much. Yeah. No, if it were, if it were a better movie, I would have stood up and yeah. like, I, it wasn't worth getting into a potential, um, the end of Step Brothers style fight. I was going to say, how many kids was it? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass, Darbowski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would have been that. Yeah, I, I wasn't willing to go to bat for fucking smile. There were people who were like scoffing at stuff, which you're allowed to do. I don't have a problem with that. I'm not like a, with a movie like that, you don't have to be like reverent, silent the whole time. There's guys behind I mean, us who are People are bound of, to have reactions yeah, to movies. Like were, if it's a joke, of course people are going to laugh, there, there even were, if it's a dumb one. There were two guys behind us that were like, oh God, this... Oh, she's in for it or something like that. Like, <laughs> like, like that. They were kind of like, and I, that I do not mind at all. Yeah, that's understandable. But it's these not kids like were like yelling in your ear, full volume, making jokes to compete with the, the fucking film. I was like, um, done, you know. Yep. So that was the last theater experience I had. I wanted to go see Barbarian in theaters, but it came and went, and that's on HBO, so I'm gonna see it there. Everything is so fucking quick now when it comes to theaters. They act like. It's a big thing when it comes to a theater, like only in theaters, but then- Don't miss it. 
it's only in there for a month, and then the next month it's on like fucking Peacock, HBO yeah. Max. I want to see that new Kate Blanchett movie, uh, Tar or Tar, Tar, T A R, but the A has got a little wobbly. It's got not a wobbly. It's got the apostrophe over top of the A. Mm. I don't know what it's called. I'm not a language guy. <laughs> oh, you know what movie I wish I could have walked out on, but I was watching it at home. <laughs> What's that? The Many Saints of Newark. I watched that for the first time. <laughs> Did you? Because you were finally, you got through the Sopranos. And you I got, got through Sopranos, and I remember you telling me, do not waste your time, do not watch it, but I'm just like, you know, it's part of the heritage. I think, I I, yeah, I think I said only watch it if you've seen the series, mm-hmm. and then understand that it's, it has nothing to do with it's it. It's not even, does not even hold a candle. Oh my God, I want to punch the guy who played Sill, like, so bad. He played it like yeah, a he fucking sucked. caricature. He sucked. Yeah, the, and and the guy who played Polly did not really nail. I mean, he nailed in a, again in a caricature t- style way, you know. But they didn't even use him enough for me to like notice Polly or be like, you know, hey, Polly wouldn't do that. He had that one scene where he's like, "This is a new suit" or whatever. He's yeah, like, yeah, that was like the only Polly moment. Or like when he stood up and everything at the dinner to like you know yeah. fight the black guy. I did like uh, Joey Diaz's character because he was a new character. The guy who gets shot in the face. Oh, he's yeah. Walk, yeah, he gets shot in the back of the head and it like blows out his eye or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was wild. The The black gang was interesting. They just make a movie that's not about the Sopranos. And, and Literally, have, have, they could have told that story, that the when, Newark riots. When they go to the, when they go to the, to see the, 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 the leader of that gang and he's at the, the stables mm-hmm. and they got the horse running around the track and stuff. That was a, that was like a neat little moment. And he's like kicking up and he's talking about doing his own thing and you see how their operation works and stuff. I, f- I feel like two seconds later, Hesh came in and just took it all from them. <laughs> Hesh comes in. He's like, fellas, fellas, let me make you an offer. Let me, uh, I, I, I can take 70% and make you guys 300% more money. <laughs> <laughs> like, just sign here on the dotted line. Mm-hmm. My people have been doing this to your people for years. <laughs> oh my God, that line he had when he was talking to that major artist or whatever, when it's like, my people were the white man's before yours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Tony gets that little smile. It's so great that like they incorporated like a subplot about a Jewish music producer Stealing people, black, <laughs> black, black people's, people's royalties. Art. Yeah, <laughs> fucking nobody's got. Yeah, goddamn, I love that show. I need to do another rewatch. I did my second rewatch of Sopranos. Watched Saints, and then went and did another rewatch immediately after. Yeah, you need a palate cleanser after yeah. watching that because immediately I made my after watching that I made myself a plate of baked ziti and like turned on <laughs> season four. I always have uh, an Italian sandwich. I have like a. Some capicol, or as Tony calls it, gabagool. Gabagool over here. A little little salam (laughs) and a little little ham. The the only part of the movie that I was like, this is hitting as a, could be a Sopranos moment. And how it tied into how young Tony is exactly like AJ in a lot of ways. Is when Tony is all butthurt about his uncle and he's throwing the speakers yeah. out the window. Mm-hmm. And Tony's dad comes home. What are you doing? And he's got a dog with him. Yeah, Tippy. Animal lover, mm-hmm. just like Tony is. And then the look on John Bernthal's face when he's just, I don't fucking, he's not mad. Yeah. But he's just, can't, I don't know how to fucking relate to this kid. Mm-hmm. And Tony, remember when he looks in on... AJ doing his version of being a pussy when AJ is like giggling while he's uh, instant in his messaging. underwear. T- he's just like, he's like, he's like <laughs> the t- look of disgust and, and hate, just contempt and loathing on Tony. He's like, 
And he even says to Melfi, he's like, I hate my son. I fucking hate my son. Yep. Yeah. I want to beat the shit out of him every time. He's I a see layabout. Him. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite time that Tony talks about hating AJ is when he, after AJ tries to kill himself and, uh, She's like, could it have been a botched attempt? He's like, him fucking something up? <laughs> Historically, that's been the case. <laughs> he's like, his son trying to commit suicide. He's like, even then, yeah, he's, he's probably, like, he's a fucking loser. Yeah, he can't he's kill a himself. Fucking right. loser. He couldn't even do that. Right. <laughs> I mean, he loves him. And when he's grabbing him, he's tell, he's cradling him. Because yeah. that's a father holding yes. his child. Like, yes. he has legitimate love for yes. AJ. Like, that is his son. <laughs> uh, I love how much Tony doesn't learn. From like his mistakes, like oh, no, like, he could have gotten to the end of therapy and been like, uh, you know, if, if if things would have gone different in the end, like obviously if it would have ended shitty and like he became the like the head guy, he'd have been like, no, right, we're done, yep. <laughs> like I'm good, I don't got anything to worry about anymore. But he said that after every fucking therapy session, so we're done here, right? Yeah. Like I'm fixed, I'm I'm not yeah. conflicted no more. And then he'll he'll you go keep want me to fuck my mother, and he'll 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 ha- he'll go out and like commit a murder. And then, you know, he'll have a dream about a fish and he'll be like, oh, what's going on with my brain? <laughs> I love it. Like Italians not understanding feelings. Yep. Uh, my favorite uh, was when he brings Fury over back to America for the first time and yeah. he sends him into the massage parlor. Oh, that's the best. And Melfi's trying to get him back and be like, you know, let me help you. Let me She's see on the phone you. With and him. he's like, no, I'm good. No, I'm, 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 I'm good. Yeah. Meanwhile, Fury was in there like... B- <laughs> bitch slapping pistol whipping. He calls her a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he's spitting on her. <laughs> She's bleeding. God, Fury fucking rocks, dude. Oh. That guy's great. You gotta be on your fucking hat. Bang. <laughs> Stupid a fucking a game. Yeah. The balls on him to almost fuck Carm. And to fucking like throw Tony in a wood chipper, basically. He was, dude, it was about to, or no, mm-hmm. the, it was the, uh, the plane rudders. The, the, yeah, the helicopter tail rotors. Mm-hmm. Damn, dude. Yeah, he was thinking about it. He, 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 he fall. Yep. <laughs> he fall. <laughs> he, he trip and he fall. God damn, dude. Yeah. And when he goes back to Italy and he's talking to his uh, uncle or his whatever. Un- yeah, whoever it is. And the uncle's basically like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> You'll die. (laughs) You'll die horrifically if you do that. He's like, you don't fuck the Don's wife. That's rule number one. I just and I love the episode where where Ralphie's swinging the chain around and it cuts to Tony and he's just getting ahead and he's like, fuck, he can't concentrate. He's probably just getting soft in her mouth and he has to come out like buttoning up his pants. Mm -hmm. Just so funny seeing him just like with her head like just so frustrated. Fuck. Whenever he gets a fucking blowjob on that show, it is the most awkward looking thing, the faces he makes. When the when he's getting roadhead from that mm-hmm. girl and he's like, ah, she comes up. <laughs> or like when he's in the bed on his birthday and Carm's doing it and everything and he's just like biting his lip, like. The nose breathing. Yeah. And he, there's no difference in his breathing pattern from getting head and eating baked ziti. Literally. When, when Ralphie's coming to apologize for killing, uh, yeah. And you just hear like the fork, the like fork scraping. hitting the plate. Yeah. It just. You got something to say to me? Okay. How about that drink? I also love like that the Gladiator came out around the time that that show was being made. And I love Gladiator, but it is a dumb guy's movie. <laughs> and I love the forethought of like illustrating how much of a fucking like a dumb idiot that Ralphie is mm-hmm. to make him obsessed with Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, it's the greatest movie. <laughs> Cause Janet's always trying to say, you're just in, you're just jealous of him. He's intelligent. He has a good sense of style and everything. Yeah. God. 
He's got all these weird sex problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> cheese grater in his balls. <laughs> I like how everybody's sexual picadillos gets uh gets put on blast. <laughs> Literally. Like, no yeah. one's secret is safe. And Tony was gonna like let Vito slide. But then fucking, and then Phil is clearly a closet. I mean, it's, I know, like, it could not be more obvious. Like, that was totally going to be a storyline if they didn't like lose half a season. But like the thing, Phil literally coming out of the closet was like the rat at the end of the departing. Mm-hmm. It was just so obvious. Yep. <laughs> I wasn't like mad at it, but I was like, I, I okay, I get it. <laughs> when he was talking about concessions to Tony and everything, when he was like, you know, when I wanted to fuck a woman, I compromised. I thought he was going to be like, I fucked my cellmate. Yeah, he's like. I came in a Kleenex. <laughs> you understand what I'm getting at? Did you know he did 40 years in the can? <laughs> Whenever Leotardo comes up, you got to remember that. He, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you know this. Although it's not explicitly stated in this scene, it is heavily implied that Phil Leotardo did 40 years in the can. <laughs> a man did 40 years. God damn, dude. I love The Sopranos. Mm. I mean, I'm surprised it just now got like named as like the number one all-time greatest show by Rolling Stones. Fuck Rolling Stones. I don't care about them. <laughs> Isn't it weird that, a, uh, I mean, did the band come first or did the magazine? I think the band. There's just a band name. There's just a magazine named uh, Disturbed or like <laughs> Chevelle or Five Finger Death Punch. You know what I mean? Some shitty like. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, like like uh, Temple of the Dog magazine. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a funny thing, like band names translated into yeah. magazines. The Beatles. It's just a magazine. <laughs> I was thinking about how if it, if I lived in any other era, I would have no marketable skills because all my skills is in like digital media <laughs> editing and stuff. And it's like, well, I'm really good at Halo 3 and I know a lot about Frasier. <laughs> so, so those are my marketable skills. <laughs> like, if you need to know about like all of Maris's ailments or how to get to the rocket launcher the fastest on every map in Halo 3, <laughs> then I can help you. I'm your guy. <laughs> but other than that- When do I start? Yeah, other than that, I'm not going to be that useful. Did you watch Frasier last night? I did. <laughs> so the reboot's happening, but they're not bringing back any of the supporting cast in recurring what? roles. Yeah. Like Niles, I guess they, they, they're putting it out that they might be like, they might show up, pop in and pop out. I was going to say, are they re- planning on recasting no, some no, no. of them? No, no, no. Frazier's going to have moved again. Uh, I mean, obviously John Mahoney's dead. Mm-hmm. I like how if I talk about John Mahoney in any other role, he's Frazier's dad. But if I'm talking about him <laughs> as Frazier's dad, I say John Mahoney. Um, he's dead, so obviously he's not. In the, but like Daphne, Niles, Roz, like none of them are confirmed to be like regulars. So- they might like pop up for a second, yeah. but like what made the show good was a supporting cast. Literally, it was like it was. It was never just about Frage. Yeah, was, he can't survive on his own. No. Like he needs like a group. And they hired the guy who ran Frasier Modern Day, the Twitter account, as a writer on the show. Oh, that's yeah. It worked out for Lower Decks. I met, yeah, I was going to say that same thing happened. And I yep. met the, I, I worked with the guy, the Seinfeld 2000 guy, and he was really cool and extraordinarily intelligent. And he does really nail, I think he was the first of the people to do that, of uh, like to, to really nail the heart of like what, a, what jokes Seinfeld would have yeah. if it were out today. 
and he, he was doing his own thing, you know, like I would not put it past him to be very good in a writer's room on paper. Like these fan accounts and moderated things should work, but sometimes you just can't keep going to that. Well, like it won't always translate. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, maybe, maybe it'll be for the better, but I think Kelsey Grammer is like, I think he said in an interview, he's like, when they asked him about the sporting cast, he was like, well, Frazier's going to be there, and that's all that matters. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, you don't understand. You misunderstand. No, this is just a paycheck to him. Well, yeah, it's like he, I think he just got that, like, that ego trip of, like, again, it's like artists that don't understand their own work, you mm-hmm. know? And, I mean, he was on pills and alcohol, like, the entire time. <laughs> the funniest stories, I've said it before in this show, but, like, he would just be like falling down drunk and they'd be like, and action. He'd be like, well, Niles, I do say we should go play some racquetball. And it'd, be like, it'd be like, like, like night and day difference. That's like some evil dead shit. And then he would, and then he would leave and wrap his fucking Dodge Viper around a telephone pole or whatever. <laughs> that red car that he had that he'd like flipped a million times. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid watching, my whole family loved Frazier so much that when there was like a Kelsey Grammer, a, like behind the laughter thing. <laughs> like, I watched that whole thing with my family. It was like, yeah, the round wow, family. Frazier's got demons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I read today where the guy, uh, Matthew Perry was, I guess he's got some dumbass book coming out and he was like shitting on Keanu Reeves. What? Yeah. He was like, why is river Phoenix dead? And Keanu Reeves is still around. <laughs> and I don't know. I, th- I feel like when people get so rich to a point where, they're completely insulated from everything. He just, he's still in his head. It's 1993 and mm-hmm. Keanu's still like not a laughing stock, but definitely not as beloved as he is. Yeah. Keanu is like I never, I a never golden retriever. I never was in an era where he was a laughing stock. Neither was I. But again, like from what I understand when doing the research about the Dracula movie is they just looked at him like a pretty boy. You know, like they, they didn't look at him like a serious actor or anybody who was, again, like b- loved to the level he is today. You know, he's just like a, like I said, he's a golden retriever. He's a, he's a Mimi type guy, but he's also by all accounts, like the nicest dude ever and yeah. generous to the point of like, you know, nobody has to be that generous. And he's dealt with like a shitload of tragedy in his Doesn't life. Doesn't he fuck a whole lot of old ladies too? <laughs> no, he fucks one. That's the thing. He's got like, I think, I don't know if he's married or he's dating a woman who's like, I don't know, like 10 years his senior. And he's so high and mighty because he don't got a guma. <laughs> <laughs> he's on a regular, yeah, he's Bobby. He's got his train set. That's what he's got. I think you do need a train set, like seeing all these train connections. Just the third one. No, dude. Somebody gave me a bunch of that shit when I was a kid and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> well, was it like a legit train set? It was set a legit train set to? and the, the tracks were really big and the trains were small. So they were like the wrong size trains to the train set. <laughs> but I didn't understand how it worked. So you have like a three rail set and then a two rail set. The two rail set is for like the little trains. Yeah. Three rails for the big ones. So not knowing anything about it, I just put like <laughs> the small ones would fit on the, the, the like the two left, like the middle and the left yeah. rail. And I just ran it for a little bit and I was like, I'm going to go a little faster. And it was just going circles. And it just exploded. <laughs> it, just like, like, it just smelled like fucking hot. The status and, little conductor. Yeah, it was just, it, it just melted right there. And I was like, oh, so, uh, okay. And it was like given to us. And, you know, I grew up like 
we weren't like destitute, but we weren't like model train set. That's money. like frivolous. Yeah, exactly. We didn't have money for that. And I was like, "Can I get the right trains?" And they're like, "Did it come with them?" I was like, "No." I was like, "Well, you can look at them. Have the trains you <laughs> love. The trains you have. You can look at them." That's and I just and honestly, I was like, if I would have like asked for it for Christmas, but I was like, "No, fuck that, dude. I want to own an N64. Give me the Tie Fighter. <laughs> yeah, give me some fucking Star Wars action figures and a Nintendo, and we'll call it goods." Do you ever see like model trains or like slot car racing or anything like that level coming back into like the mainstream or popular? Because that kind of shit like gripped the nation at one point. I mean, autistic people love yeah. it. <laughs> slot cars are cool because you get, there's like a, there's a nuance to them. You got to slow down around mm. the curves. Otherwise you flip oh, a car. Am I talking to a seasoned expert over here? I mean, I had slot cars <laughs> growing up. I also had those like zip cars that you rip the oh like the CO two kind of thing. No, it's like like you you it's like anal beads that you rip out of the back of a car. <laughs> I know what you're and talking it, about. It, I remember seeing those. and it shoots it and down you know and it, like we made a little ramp down the hallway. <laughs> it was like a hallway on the one end of the hallway it was my room and the other end it was my parents' room. Mm-hmm. And we opened their doors and we made a little ramp and. I say this as like, oh, it was my idea. My dad was in on this. <laughs> he was the instigator. Yeah, and we would pull the zip and went and shot off and then blasted right through the, they had these French doors that went out to their balcony. <laughs> the balcony was, not, you could not walk on it. Yeah. It was like, it was like the widow's wharf that Peter built for Lois when he became a fisherman. <laughs> yeah. She's like, is that duct tape? You know, it was like, it was that rickety. So this, the thing just like hit out there and they're like, is it, can we reach it from the inside? Because otherwise <laughs> the thing's fucking gone. Like, oh, is it going to go down? <laughs> the house was falling apart. But, well, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I was never really into that stuff for more than 10, 20 minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. And the things that had staying power were Lego, because you could just keep looking at them. Yeah. And, like, you know, you had a sense of, like, investment in it because you had built it. Right. Um, model kits were pretty cool. The ones you didn't have to paint. Fuck painting them. I didn't have the patience for that. Oh, I love I love the painted ones with all the metal and shit. I, I didn't have the patience for that. I, I didn't have. I couldn't sit there with a little, you know, a little br- brush little and everything. Brush and the little monocle. Nowadays, if I were a s- less fulfilled person, I'd probably be into Warhammer figurines. <laughs> like I would be one of those guys who's like airbrushing and making them look weathered and stuff. Yeah. Because, um, but no, I'm just into like video games now. I could like, see you like in your old age getting to like Scrimshaw or like uh, Ships and Bottles. Dude, Scrimshaw would be tight. That's a good <laughs> idea. Ships and Bottles, not so much. My I, my grandfather on my mom's side used to do Ships and Bottles. How? Uh, I, the, the mechanics just make no sense to me. I like, think you just dump the pieces inside of it little by little and then you have a little set, like set of tools. But I was going to say, how, you, how long do the tweezers need to be They're for long. like to get into the back and everything? They're long. They're fucking long. You can have different lengths of them too. Okay. I didn't know that. I've only ever seen like the normal tweezers people. I'm like, how do you put together a whole There's ones that have shit? like a, a, like a crescent moon or. Well, then that's kind of cheating then, right? Like what satisfaction are you getting out of Did that? Did you think that they build a ship and then somehow through science or magic <laughs> make it go into the bottle? Like the house in Poltergeist? Yeah, like, I thought we're going to get genie. Yeah. <laughs> you just snap your fingers. Like it's like a TARDIS and you just open it the right way and it's bigger on the inside. Yeah. And no, it's uh you Just knock till you find the secret hatch. It's one one piece at a time, man. It's uh. one piece at a time. <laughs> they put the, they'll build the bottle around the ship. Yeah. The guy, the first guy to do that would have showed his wife and she'd have just been like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like he would have been like, this is what you've been this doing. Amazing? <laughs> I built this in this bottle. And she would have been like, we're almost out of food. Yeah. <laughs> like, Your daughter is dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, had, 
In the time it's taken you to do that, I've had two stillborn children. <laughs> You've done. You, you need to go whaling again. Yeah. <laughs> Bring me back some scrimshaw. No, then I'll be gonna, impressed. This is going to catch on in 120 years with guys who have garages but also can't afford a sports car. <laughs> but they can't afford a workbench. And they don't like having sex, but they love nope. wearing cargo shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. But yeah, so I, like I said, if I was like a sad person with like nothing going on, uh, yeah, I'd probably get into like painting figurines and shit. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, when I was a kid, it was like action figures. And I would like, I would just set them up and just leave them there, you know? Yeah. I just like- Almost ha- like little dioramas. Yeah. But I, was, but I was one of those guys who was like, no, 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 no. Grievous does not fight Darth Vader. They're not from the same time. That's not how, no, that's not allowed. That wouldn't happen. You're saying that to George Lucas as he's over there trying to be pushes like, them together. yep. Well, they're friends. Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking, George, are from two different time periods. Cloner. Portal. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you know, what do you mean? What are you telling me? That's Darth Icky. <laughs> Darth Destroyer. Speaking of Star Wars, I am loving this Andor. Oh, it's it is the best. It's the best thing that Disney's done with Star Every Wars. Every time I hear someone say like, "Well, it's unnecessary, isn't it?" Like we know how it ends. I just want to slap him across the fucking. You know, it was unnecessary. Robo Luke Skywalker walking down a hallway and fighting <laughs> CG robots. That was unnecessary, this and that true. made every nerd dick the hardest it's ever been mm-hmm. since Darth Vader's mask got. Plopped on in episode three and he breathes for the first time. Yeah. Nerd boners popping all over the place. <laughs> I mean, I can't find a single flaw in it so far. The three episode arcs are great. Yep. The the real sets and locations are awesome. It's fantastic. The Game of Thrones level political intrigue is fucking tight. It's insane. Like, these are the best characters in Star Wars. I love... I'm so invested in every single... I've only seen... The guy that Mon Mothma like grew up with, mm-hmm. I, I've seen him in a party talking in hushed tones about the rebellion. Yeah, and I care about him infinitely more than Babu fucking Frick. Right. <laughs> Fuck Babu Frick. Like that you girl, know? um, who when Cassian was first introduced to her, like you know, oh, I'm Clem and everything. And she goes to introduce him to the camp. I'm like, Fuck. oh, the blonde chick. Yeah, I'm like, Fuck yeah. this blonde chick. But now I'm like, I love this blonde. Yeah, chick. I'm like, what she get? She's conflicted because yes. her girlfriend is like, she wants to be part of the rebellion, mm-hmm. but you can tell the blonde chick is like feeling like she's picking the rebellion over her. She's like, am I not good enough? Yeah. Why can't we just like also enjoy being together? You know, like there's an inner life to all these characters, mm-hmm. even the ones that are dickheads. The, yeah. The Ben Shapiro guy, seeing his pathetic return home to his mom's house and how she treated him. <laughs> Like, I understand why he is the way he is. I I get why he's the way he is. And his dumb little tie and everything. I completely understand who this person is. I've met a guy like, guys Mm -hmm. like this in in my life. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, um, Baze Malbus, uh, he had a big gun (laughs) and he had a friend with a staff. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> like, and there's people with tattoos of those characters. You know what I mean? Oh my, like, no. I mean, seriously, yeah. You've seen tattoos yeah, of those Dude, two? Dude, Google any Star Wars character with a tattoo, you'll find oh my some dickhead with a tattoo. God. Yeah. It used to be like a novelty thing that people would make like cute little fan films and they just speculate on, you know, what the buttons on Darth Vader's chest did. And it was like, that was enough for them. But now it's like, it's, an, it's a whole ass identity, dude. Literally. 
that people go to war with each other about it. They're like, they're angry that this show's being made. They're angry that something good is happening. They're angry that there's sex in Star Wars. They're angry that people are pissing. Yeah, yeah I saw that. They were angry because somebody pissed. It's like, <laughs> what do you, what do you think? Ha- I don't, I, do you only want to see <laughs> stuff that you've seen first? Yeah. Just, just be quiet and play with your Lego sets, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Go I mean, build your ships and bottles. Nobody complained when Mandalorian had a toilet in his ship. That's true. There's a re- it's called the refresher. Yeah, literally. It's a fucking porta potty, like a a stainless like, steel porta potty. It's a hostile design toilet. It leans <laughs> forward so you can't sit on it for too long. It's like in ten years, grocery stores will have employee only bathrooms that have toilets that are like made so where you can't sit and text on them. That's true, and that's what it looks like, you know. That's a horrible thought to think I could go to work and be like, dude, it, dude it'll happen. It'll happen. Oh. It'll be like those park benches that they make so homeless people can't sleep on them. Fuck that. Yeah. Like the She-Hulk bench. Yeah. It had those like bars in the middle of mm-hmm. it. It's like you made a fake bench that was not meant to be used in any city as a prop to promote a TV show and you still made it as like <laughs> so homeless as, people a, as a fuck homeless people bench. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Goddamn, dude. Yeah, people are pissed off about when things are good and they don't understand why they're good. And this is fucking good. I saw one guy who wrote at the end of the three-episode arc where they stole all that money. Mm-hmm. It's like, you had an episode that ended with a character who was writing a, a manifesto. You know, it was an anti-capitalist, pro-rebellion manifesto. Yeah. And you knew he was going to die. Because he had that whole, I got six days from retirement vibe going on. Uh-huh. And how did he die? <laughs> he was crushed by money that yep. they were stealing. He was crushed by capital. That's fucking smart writing. Yeah. And then the people's reaction online was, what, they showed two TIE fighters and a little shootout? And oh everybody my God, says this, it's the, I saw You saw that? Yeah. Thing. I was like, you're a dumbass. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm like, that's what you fucking took that's away? That's what you took away? There was so much more going on. The fuck, the guy from the bear, who uh, the, the double cross dude? Yes. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, dude, I knew something was up with that guy, but like, didn't think it would be that. That was mm-hmm. tight. The little alien guy doing the, the surgery <laughs> and then it not working. In Mandalorian, <laughs> that guy would have hopped up and been like, well- I'm all better, and I'm going to go meet Han Solo. Yep. Looks at the camera. Remember? Like, like, <laughs> time to go meet Darth Maul's legs. Like, <laughs> the only kind of fan service thing they had so far, again, folded in perfectly with the plot, was when like, they have the K2 unit on the Miami planet coming up the stairs. And yeah. I, and I was like, yeah, it's this guy. Cool. <laughs> I was like, right on. I want to hear Alan Tudyk's voice so bad. I'm sure it'll happen before the end. We'll figure. I think like the last three. Well, there's a season two as well. So I'm sure at some point we'll see how he like fucking John Connor, the SO unit and like. Oh, yeah. I have, turn no, him doubt. Into Alan I have no doubt that like, you know, we're going to see more Imperial droids because it's like a normal thing and they're going to be in his voice or whatever. Yeah. The, the facility, the, the prison is so inventive that was nice. unique they came so close to showing male ass too <laughs> and they were like getting showered and stuff they're treating this like very adult and yeah. everything like game of thrones or like doctor who like you know giving all the character backstories and like adventures like you want to follow fleshed this. out yes it's not just it's not just a half jingling a keychain you know sci-fi plot be like okay we gotta steal this thing we gotta blow this up let's go here's a helmet you remember mm-hmm. you like it <laughs> well it's back <laughs> yeah it's like 
children and their toys. And that's fine. Those people can have that. Yeah. That's what shows like Mando are for. Exactly. Hear the rest of this episode on patreon.com slash owltreemedia. Thank <laughs> you.